0: Hi, everyone, and welcome to episode 17 of the Wild Gravity Travelcast. My name is Jim, and uh, later after the break, I'm going to be joined by Mr. Brian Orlando again. You may remember him from talking about his Asia trips, uh, or his Asia trip and his adventures overseas there. Um, He's going to be back to talk about his visit to Six Flags Great Adventure and kind of pick my brain on Wildwood Grove opening, which I had the chance to go down to. Uh, this past weekend. Um, but we're going to get to the news first. So in the news, we've got a few new things. Uh, Kings Island, we have some possible names for the roller coaster. And we did just publish an update today on May 15th. Um, so we did just publish an update. There is a new piece of clearing next to the racer. Uh, and there are some survey markers, survey polls going up. Whether they are for the potential coaster or not is yet to be seen, of course, but we do have those. Um, there are two names that Cedar Fair has trademarked that sort of fit right into the project, uh, right into the area. Uh, the two trademark names are Polaris and Orion, and of course those are kind of galactic outer space names, if you will. Uh, and that would kind of fit with the flight of fear, abduction, outer space theme that already exists over X-Base. So, uh, we'll dive a little deeper into that, maybe talk to Brian a little bit about that, but mainly uh, in the second half of the episode here, we're going to have uh, some talk about Wildwood Grove and Brian's visit to Six Flags Great Adventure, uh, which I have not been to in a very long time. So, it would be good to hear how the park's doing. The only other thing we have in the news, really, is the Wildwood Grove opening. I'll touch briefly on that. Uh, it was... A good opening ceremony. Uh, we had Dolly Parton there. Uh, actually, even Jenna Bush recording a Today Show segment, which I'm sure some of you may have seen on TV. Um, but the rides are great, and Dragonflyer Coaster is a wonderful family coaster. I mean, it's it surprised me in a couple places when I got a chance to ride it a couple times, a few times. Um, definitely, the tunnel is really cool. The overbank turn. Uh, but the thing that sticks out to me the most is Vekoma's new restraint system, just being a lap bar um nothing really boxing your ears in or anything like that and i think that's the openness of it is definitely a plus for the the ride the rest of the rides in wildwood grove are just as beautiful uh wonderfully direct decorated mad mockingbird and so on so we'll see what brian has to ask about that um in the opening cedar point had its opening weekend this past weekend It Went just as typical as a Cedar Point opening weekend has been going the past few years, sadly. It is just a weird anomaly uh, how discombobulated, I guess, the park is uh, from what we hear again. Um, and then in a few weeks, Memorial Day or the first week of June, they'll have everything put together. Everything will be good. The operations teams will know exactly what they're doing and everything will be operating perfectly. But this past weekend, sounds like they had some weather issues with the wind um, and then just some operational issues. Uh, Just takes a lot to wake those rides up for some reason. I don't know. It seems to be one of the few Cedar Fair parks that has a hard time coming to life in its first weekend every season now. Um, So that's about it for the news uh, to talk about right now. So we will get to Brian here after the break. Stay tuned. Okay, so we're back, and I am once again joined by Mr. Brian Orlando himself, live from just outside Walt Disney World, as always. Yeah. Uh, lucky, lucky person. I mean, I, <laughs> I used to live there, so I, I know what it's like to be that lucky. But uh, yeah, so you've been quite the world traveler lately, uh, picking up credits left and right at Six Flags Parks I haven't been to in over a decade now. <laughs> Um, And you're here to talk about your visit to Six Flags Great Adventure in the wonderful state of New Jersey.
1: Oh, yes, the wonderful state of New Jersey.
0: I loved it so much. (laughs) (laughs) So much it rained on you again.
1: Yeah, so I have this really bad omen that's following me, I guess you could call it, that it seems to be every park I've been visiting, it's been raining. And I think the last park I visited was before Great Adventure was... uh, your favorite, Jim Carowinds, oh, and uh, it rained this whole second day of of my trip there, and actually pretend, potential tornado warnings and watches. So,
0: for some... rain at Carowinds is just Mother Nature crying that the coasters are so loved but so <laughs> overrated.
1: Fury for life,
0: mm. <laughs> and we'll get to another coaster faux pas that people believe in too, but. uh so let's, let's dig into the coasters then real quick uh, with Great Adventure. Let's just start at the base. What was your favorite coaster at Six Flags Great Adventure?
1: Uh, probably definitely El Toro. Uh, I thought that was the, the best coaster of the park. Um, and just because mainly I, I love wooden roller coasters. Uh, but this one was probably probably one of my top woodens that I've ridden so far. Um, I just I loved it. It was a great ride.
0: Okay, um, so we know later this summer you're going to be coming up to visit me yep. in my area of Cincinnati, and we're going to actually go over and take on the voyage. Uh, but you have already taken on the Beast, and I guess beforehand you would arguably say the Beast was your favorite. Do you think – I know there are different types of wooden coasters, like you have a Terrain versus a – um a train versus like an out and back type of El Toro ride. Right. So what would you say is your preference or favorite between those two?
1: Ah, gosh. I'm going to have to go with the beast. I I just, (laughs) I just love that ride. And I don't think that even El Toro, even though it was great, I don't think it could beat the beast. Okay. Yeah, that's
0: fair. Um, now I've mentioned it to our, uh, followers before on here and, and other places that, uh, I've never been on a night ride on the Voyage and there are people that tell me it rivals the Beast night rides. So yeah, we're I'm gonna take we're gonna we're we're gonna we're gonna take on this challenge together and see uh see how the beast stands up. And that will be literally the night after we probably take some night rides on the beast that Friday night. Oh, that's in, true, yeah. you're in, in town. So back to back nighttime rides on wooden coasters compared. and you'll have a fresh comparison in mind, ready to go. Yeah. Um so what else kind of stuck out to you at um, Six Flags Great Adventure?
1: Um, well, obviously, you know, I, I had to go on King De Ka because that was, you know, uh, something I was, I've was i been wanting to ride for a long time. Uh, so I did Kingda Ka, which was definitely, I, I put it up there as one of my, probably the top three in the park. Um, other than that, uh, the other ride I, I actually really liked was Bizarro, uh, even though, like, half the it actually has like physical effects on that ride and even though half of them were not working (laughs) i I thought it was a pretty good ride um and it's a uh floorless yeah it it It, was it was thrilling
0: it's a wonderful layout i actually wrote it back when it was called medusa
1: yes yeah um
0: and it was it's a good ride it was a good floorless it's not my favorite but um definitely delivers a solid layout um it's no dominator or scream by any means all right uh, right if you've remembered riding those Mm-hmm. um dominator being my favorite personally but uh yeah so getting back to your visit though again yeah um how was it i mean i know you've been visiting a lot of six flags parks this year i've been to a couple even um how do you compare service standards i know it's six flags but <laughs> How would you compare it to other Six Flags experiences? Um,
1: well, I didn't. I didn't do a lot of the food service there. I had I had lunch, um, and I ordered it via one of the kiosks there, and the service was pretty fast. Um, you know, it was raining that day, so the park did clear out a little bit. Uh, but they actually had a food truck event going on at the park that weekend, so I was able to try some of the local, like New Jersey food truck companies, which uh, was actually. Probably 10 times better than the Six Flags food. Um, so I had to, I tasted a variety of different uh, food truck items. So that w- happened to be there, perfect timing because I really try not to eat at Six Flags. <laughs> uh, a, because they're super expensive, and B, just because the food is not that great. Right. So that actually worked in my favor. Um, I had several different things, uh, and I had, there was a cupcake food truck there too for a nice little dessert option too. Oh, very cool. Yeah. Uh, I, uh, thought, I thought of another coaster, too, that actually, uh, I, I for some reason, this left my mind, but uh, their, their Green Lantern uh, stand-up coaster uh, okay. was definitely my favorite stand-up coaster, and I'm not usually a fan of those. Uh, but not I, many I,
0: people are. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: I really like Green Lantern, though. Uh, okay. So that was definitely up there in one of my tops, and then there's a... A little classic uh, family coaster to Runaway Mine Train. Oh yes, another classic that I loved. Um, and then I had to go on their log flume, and they're right in the same area. But that log flume is like classic, classic, classic log flume. Uh, so uh, that was a lot of fun too. Uh, other mean, than that, you know, nothing really stand out. I mean, Nitro was cool. Um, nothing to write home about, though. It's just it was okay. Right. Um I would say probably El Toro, King Ka, and uh probably probably Green Lantern um would be my, my top three in that park.
0: Okay. That's fair. And so like other stand ups that you've ridden, just for reference, uh you've ridden the one at uh you've ridden Georgia Scorcher. Yep. And Atlanta, you've ridden uh, Vortex, I believe, is what it's called at Carowinds.
1: Yeah.
0: Or, yeah. It, Vortex. Yeah. And you've been on the one at Magic Mountain in California as well, correct? correct? Yep. Yep.
1: Those okay. are the
0: Yep. So you've never, you did never get to try, you never did get to try um, Mantis at Cedar Point. No, no. Or as some of us like to call it, the original Banshee. <laughs> um, it was originally supposed to be called Banshee. And there's a long story there for another podcast um well it's not too long i guess but basically a forecaster ruined the name even though cedar fair trademarked it and it got a lot of bad press so they changed the name about three weeks before the park opened oh gosh banshee too and this was in the you know this was in the 90s so before social media had control and power over everything yeah so uh anything else you want to touch on for great adventure
1: no, I just um I it was definitely one of my favorite Six Flags parks and I was not really expecting that. Uh it's a very large park. Uh it yes. does not blend together very well though. It's kind of scattered. Uh so to go to each coaster you have to really take a trek. I mean, it's yeah. it's a lot of walking um just to get and there's weird pathways. They don't connect to each other. It's just the layout's very poor, but I love the park if that makes have, sense.
0: Yeah, having yeah. Having not been there since 2006, I think it has been for me. Mm -hmm. Uh, You described it exactly as I remember it. Yeah. some some Decently good coasters. And, of course, I was actually there when they were putting El Toro up. Oh, Um, wow. Not really. Don't have any pictures of construction or anything like that. I wasn't a construction nerd like I am today. (laughs) Uh, But they they were prefabbing El Toro in one of the parking lots and bringing it in. And they were getting rid of the old wooden coaster at the same time. And, uh, it was pretty cool to see. It was kind of, I, I didn't like it at the time because I, you know, they had the wood coaster closed, so I couldn't even ride that. Oh yeah. It operated later in the season and then I think they've now torn it out because I think El Toro is now the only wood coaster there. Yeah, it is. So.
1: And my first ride on El Toro was actually a rain ride, so I didn't really get to see a lot of it um so luckily the rain died down and i was able to get a full ride on it and enjoy it but uh, right. the rain was pretty painful on that ride uh, it was raining <laughs> pretty hard so all
0: right and then briefly one more question i just thought of for yeah. that park king de or top thrill dragster
1: <laughs> you know my answer
0: i do <sighs> but i have to let you say it to everybody
1: yes i did like king de uh more uh i I don't know how to i don't like that it was rougher than top still doctor but i did like the overall ride experience better
0: so you like brakes on top of hills got it
1: (laughs) yes understood well i mean
0: you do like fury too so the brakes on top (laughs) of hills that's pretty
1: one thing i liked about the brake on the top of the hill is you could actually have time to look over and see the entire park so that 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 is
0: yeah I remember doing that. That was pretty cool. That was actually how I saw a lot of El Toro's construction.
1: Yeah, what's crazy is the more and more coasters I ride, I want them to be faster, more insane. Like, some of them I just, I'm numb to now.
0: So, it's like
1: I want crazier and faster all the time. (laughs) That,
0: That makes sense. Yeah. So, uh I know you've been following at least somewhat of this land clearing we have up here at King's Island. You're going to get to see it firsthand in July. Who knows, by the time you're here in July, I mean, we could have track rising, you know. I hope so. B&M builds fast. You watched Mako go up in your backyard right alongside me, of course. And uh, um, so we've got two trademark names from Cedar Fair, and they fit very nicely into the area. And I'm not sure if you've heard the two trademark names. I have not. Okay, so I'm gonna throw them at you and you're gonna have to this is gonna be the new thing we're kind of starting on our site with my last update. Um are you Team Polaris or Team Orion?
1: Oh gosh. And yeah, Ooh. those are the names. <laughs> I kinda like Polaris.
0: I I do as well. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's where i side for um and who knows they may throw a curveball and it may not be either of them they've done that before to us uh and if you haven't heard apparently hershey is uh hershey's coaster is going to be called candemonium oh wow uh that was a trademark that was filed i uh, have yet to look it up or see i just saw someone post it on a page and candemonium that's that's an interesting one for sure
1: yeah
0: so uh so yeah um and I know you wanted to pick my brain briefly on uh, my visit to Wildwood Grove. It's been a long time since you've been to Dollywood, for sure. So it
1: has. I was just thinking. I don't. I don't even remember the last time I was there. It had to been probably, whew, probably like maybe seven years. Yeah. Maybe even longer than that.
0: Uh. So what was what was the last what was the new newest coaster when you were there then?
1: I don't. I oh, uh, Gosh. It would I have been Wild that. Eagle. Yeah, it probably was Wild Eagle, yeah. I think that was the newest one. Cool. Yeah, it's been a while.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So, I'll let you take the lead. Ask whatever you like about um, Wildwood Grove or Dollywood, since clearly it's been a while for you.
1: Yeah, I'm just interested mainly in the the theming of the new area, because I know Dollywood is very good at at theming their lands, and if you could just kind of explain how the theming is in that area
0: um sure so i mean the biggest thing i like to tell some of the orlando friends um like yourself and that is this new area has a reveal and that's not something you see in a lot of regional parks for sure right like how many times do you go to a regional park and see a reveal was there even a reveal at copperhead strike
1: no, not really. No, okay. you just walk through. the area. So,
0: Um, you go up the hill next. There's this hill they've built, like kind of a, uh, almost like an on ramp, and you go up this hill and you go through like this, obviously concrete, but it's made to look like a tree trunk, and rock formations, and you walk through cool. there. And when you walk through there, you see this like tree fountain on the right side, and you see the um, the wild Welcome to Wildwood Grove sign, and the first thing you see are two like pristine i mean right now pristine nicely colored hopefully they keep it nicely painted rides and they're very well themed and the biggest thing i told people as far as the theming um they may be some of your classic zamperla larson flying scooters um they may be like the classic rides you're used to finding everywhere but Mm -hmm. they are the best decorated best painted best artistry on any of the rides there yes uh, i
1: saw the flying scooters i i will have to agree with that
0: uh, yeah mad mockingbird is painted wonderfully and i'm kind of partial to the scooters we have here at king's island because they have the peanuts characters on them but overall that is like dolly said at the media event it was like her area dream came true with right. so many butterflies and creatures all over the place and you know i I like to make fun of Dollywood sometimes because they have the same old marketing scheme no matter what they're (laughs) opening. It's Dolly remembers something from her past, and here it is. It's, you know, it's word for word. Uh, I did, I went race car, I saw race cars on the side of the hot rods on the side (laughs) of the road, but I've never seen anything like lightning rod and so on and so forth. So even Mystery Mine was a story of her family going into the mines and not knowing things and whatever. And it was campfire tales in the woods. Well, at least she
1: has a lot of stories to
0: tell. Right. (laughs) Thank goodness for that. She's got a lot more land.
1: Vivid imagination.
0: To develop. But, yeah, the colors, you know, getting back to the land, the colors were just, they're vivid, they're bright. And Dragonflyer, I mentioned in the opening news segment briefly, uh, Dragonfire is, or not Dragonfire. (laughs) Dragonflyer is is a is a surprise hit of a family coaster for me. I I didn't expect to fall in love with it. And, you know, I have some weird opinions on coasters and I have some really weird opinions on Dollywood coasters. <laughs> that is probably, in my opinion, the second or third best coaster in that park. Wow. I That's mean, high praise. I mean, lightning rods, my number one. Thunderhead's gotten too rough for me to really enjoy it multiple times, so I'm not a huge fan of Thunderhead. And I mean, I have Mystic Timbers in my backyard, so yeah. <laughs> you know, just saying that. Just saying. Uh, um, so I mean I and I love and then the other one of my other favorite coasters, I think Wild Eagle is very tame. I mean, it's a great proof of concept of what a, a wing coaster can do. But yeah. you and I have both been on Gatekeeper and X Flight, and yeah. it's those are far longer and far better than Wild Eagle, but wing coasters aren't that great anyway. <laughs> no, <laughs> They're not, you know, they're there for the show-off okay. effects and stuff, but they're nothing spectacular. So, uh, you know, my third favorite coaster in that park is Fire Chaser Express. Mm. And it's a fun little coaster that, you know, goes forwards and backwards, and it has, like, a wonderful firefighting <laughs> theme, And it, but that's in another area, of course. Dragonflyer's got... Believe it or not, it's got a tunnel off the lift. Really? And an overbanked turn, an inverted family coaster with an overbanked turn.
1: Wow! Is Uh, there anything you would compare it to, or is it kind of unique on its own? For you,
0: I would compare it to like the the inverted coaster in at Kings Island here. Okay. Think of that. Yeah. But smoother. Um, there's no over-the-shoulder harnesses. It is a lap bar that comes down and buckles in. Interesting. So it's a very wide-open ride. Um, it has – and then after you get through that overbank turn, you kind of come back towards the station. You do one helix. You fly over the station. You do another helix. And then it has this really cool swirling effect. I posted at least three or four pictures in our post from Wildwood Grove's opening because I love this swirling effect because you see the train – Like, the way the banking on this final little element goes, you see the front half of the train banked out one way, and you see the back half of the train banked out the other way. And you can see the whole articulation of the train. And I know that's a really nerdy coaster term. (laughs) Articulation. Articulation. But (laughs) but, uh, I just love it, and I love that shot. It's really, really cool to see. Um, Awesome. And, you know, the other thing I keep telling people I appreciate and love Wildwood Grove for what it is. It's a wonderful family area. They nailed down the wide pathways. The tree at night, I've only seen videos. I didn't get to see it in person. I can't wait to go back and see it at some point through the summer.
1: Yeah, I think uh, that's one of the things I was most excited about seeing in that area was the tree.
0: Yeah, definitely. Um, It's definitely not as big as Disney or anything like that. <laughs> um, yeah, I wasn't so,
1: expecting the tree of life, so... But,
0: It rivals Disney for the type of show it can put on.
1: I bet, I bet. Yeah, I'm Um, very curious to see what it looks like. I haven't looked at any videos or anything of it yet.
0: Ah. The other thing that I keep saying sticks out, again, like, I'm very appreciative of everything that is in Wildwood Grove. So Wildwood Grove added six acres to the park. Yeah. Which is a pretty good size for Dollywood. Another six acres. Um, There's, and this is from their construction Uh, head, there's at least 20 acres of land that they cleared and haven't touched. Oh, wow. And, you know, we have, you know, posted on Screamscape and other places, whether they were supposed to post it or not, we have surveys, people being asked whether they would want something like a hypercoaster. And in that survey, in the picture, the hypercoaster pictured is Mako. So, (laughs) you know what they're asking about. Um, And then we've got pictures of dark rides and it's like Men in Black. And you know, we've got several different surveys out there, and no—I mean, I'm not even sure that that's where they're surveying for right now because they've got so many open places in the park they can put stuff. That right. Wildwood Grove Phase Two may not come till 2025, for all we know. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but overall, yeah, back to the Wildwood Grove again. It's—it's definitely—it's a great area. It's uh, good for families, and, and the whole Pigeon Forge area, Sevierville, Gatton, Gat Gatton, Gatlinburg. Gatton, <laughs> I lost in my words. Uh, Gatlinburg, another wonderful area. And tons yeah, of your coaster really enthusiasts, it. as I've told you, there's tons of mountain coasters up there now. Uh, so there's little credits here and there. Sadly, they're all like $15 each. <laughs> uh, so you can that's go through. coaster credits. Yeah. Well, yeah, an area to... I
1: definitely want to get back to again. I haven't been up in that area for a while, but it's definitely on my list.
0: Yeah, and then uh we'll give us a quick shout out on our on my visit there. uh I got a chance to go with some friends uh, that were from coaster crew, actually, and we were hanging out. Uh, we hung out at the island, and then we actually had a chance to go to um Alcatraz east. awesome and uh that was quite a unique museum. There was a lot of reading, I guess would be my only negative thing to say about it yeah um but Like there was a lot of reading. Like if you didn't know the criminal stories, they literally wrote them in like massive, like short stories about each criminal, which was cool. I guess if you want to learn about it, but tons of great props. Uh, the biggest prop that stands out to me is they actually have O.J. Simpson's Bronco. Oh yeah, from the car chase that you saw on TV and interrupted the Super Bowl and all of that. That's awesome. Um, is it all
1: like? Is it all just? You said there was a lot of reading. Is there? Are there any like? videos or educational
0: oh yeah and there's a, a couple fun areas like they have this one place where you crack a safe the csi area we didn't spend a whole lot of time in but there, the whole csi room is completely interactive it's a lot of fun um okay. and uh yeah i mean and they've got definitely some like they've got this scavenger hunt built into the building like so throughout you have to like look for certain details and lots of great props honestly there was like some really uh surprising props. Um they had a few things from the Orlando Pulse incident as well, like mass shootings. It goes through oh, wow. every every crime. Uh it goes through like every crime, different type of crime from burglary to, you know, the Martha Stewart thing and like embezzlement. Oh, wow. It talks about every different serial killers. You know, it doesn't go too gory on anything, but it, it tells the story and it tells that uh they actually had One little room, which was like a recreation, and it wasn't complete recreation. They claim that the seat and the robe and one one of the prosecutor's desks was from Judge Belvin Perry's courtroom in Orlando during the Casey Anthony trial. Oh, wow. And they have his gavel on display. They have all of that stuff um, in like a little room as well. Um, That's pretty cool.
1: Sounds like something I would like.
0: Yeah, and they have like a, you know, they have like a 9-11 tribute and talks about all of that and uh, just different stuff all over the place. It's it's, it's really good educational. Sometimes, I th- I think the biggest mistake that I made when I went was I started, you know, it starts with like the outlaws of the Old West and how th- crime and punishment happened then. Yeah. And I read a lot of their stories that I really didn't care much about. <laughs> and by the time I got halfway through the museum, I'm like, oh, okay. I know who John Gotti is. I know who this person is. Let's yeah. just look at the props and keep going. Right, right. So, but it was a great museum. I highly recommend it for the price point. It's, it's a good museum. Uh, it's right up there with Titanic's museum, in my opinion. And I love Titanic at, in, in there, and uh, I think it's technically Sevierville. Yeah. Um, Titanic's got a wonderful museum, too. So Yeah, I've never been to that one. That one's really nice. Uh, yeah. Compared to the Orlando one? Is there still an Orlando one? I don't
1: even know if it's still even here.
0: Oh, I think okay. it is. That's a good question. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. And I, I don't blame you for not venturing up and down I-Drive. It's a scary, Yeah, it's, yeah, it's a
1: scary place. sometimes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, all right. Well, uh, I guess that about wraps us up. Uh, you want to go ahead and plug away your site and youtube and everything
1: sure um so website is orlando park pass or parkpass.com my youtube channel is mr brian in orlando and my twitter is
0: at mr brian orl right and you're still posting those asia adventure videos aren't you
1: yeah i feel like i'm never gonna get through this (laughs) i still probably have i have to get through uh all of Tokyo Disney Resort, and I also do the, the robot show, and I'm I'm still just finishing up uh, Fuji-Q now. So
0: Yes, yeah, I did see the Fuji-Q video. Yeah. So, yeah, lots of great content to come from uh, Brian's site, so everybody out there, be sure to go check it out. Um, and my name is Jim, as you know. You get to hear me ramble every week on the Wild Gravity Travel Cast. Uh, coming up this weekend for coverages, if you happen to listen to this before Friday, we'll be live from Coaster Stock for two days of ERT, morning and night, behind-the-scenes tours of just about every coaster in the park, including Lights on Tour at Flight of Fear, um, and a walk back on uh, The Beast. So be sure to stay tuned for that, and then we'll have tons of coverage. Of course, we're all over with the best coverage of Kings Island 2020, and we'll uh, continue that coverage. We're already well over 60 pictures on our site, and over, I think we're up to just over an hour of content in video form. So, Be sure to check us out on our YouTube page, and thank you to everybody who helped us get over that 1,000 subscriber line before the end of May. That was my goal. And for those who watch us on YouTube, we'll be having a thank you video uh, coming out very soon. That's going to wrap me up here, and have a great week ahead, everybody.